0: Hello and welcome to the, over the Barricade podcast. Uh not being able to be heard. Oh no. What just happened? I think we should roll with it. <laughs> I don't no. That's terrible. Are, are we live?
1: I, I mean, we're
0: an audio medium, so technically let's, you and uh, I are always
1: live. Let's uh start over. Start over. We're live, pal. <laughs> Do you- put put that cigarette out. All right, so we're just going to go with it cuz it goes with our aesthetic. Okay.
0: I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined, as always, by my tag team partner, the Deadliest Catch.
1: <clears throat> Hello. Gotta get my radio voice. Lee Brando. Lee Brando, that's me. That is you. Holy
0: crap, I'm on the show? Uh, your name is the first part of every description, so
1: I would assume so. Oh, cool. I like that. I'm just, uh... You like just- being number one? You like being first? I do. Just get that out of the way. You know what they say, first is the best.
0: I don't... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that.
1: Although I'd prefer... Uh, no, we, we can't sing copyrighted songs on here, so I don't prefer anything. Moving on. Monday Night Raw this week, huh? Uh,
0: do you want to talk about Raw before or after we talk about the uh, Everyone
1: Got Released? Ooh. You want to start it on such a sour note?
0: Well, it was kind of the... One of the bigger stories of the week, even though it, it, is... was, it was talent that probably could use a fresh start.
1: Yeah, I I
0: mean, well, let's talk about it. Um, All right, so on Monday, uh, news broke mm -hmm. that the WWE had come to terms with the releases of Emma, Darren Young, and Summer Rae. Two-thirds of that grouping had not been seen on television in quite some time. Uh, We haven't seen Summer Rae on TV uh, on Raw or SmackDown uh, since before the uh, brand split.
1: Most recent thing, she was in the crowd for the Mae Young classic with yes. all the other women superstars across from the uh, four horsemen of MMA, four women of MMA. So um, we haven't seen
0: Samurai on TV in an actual competition sense or performance sense in quite a while. Quite um, The last major thing she was a part of was the failed Dolph Ziggler-Rusev uh, storyline. Yeah. That weird, like... And, it wasn't and Love Lana Triangle, it really, was a Lana, Love Square.
1: Lana ruined that for her, I'm pretty sure. Um, with posting on uh, social media about the wedding and all
0: that. So. Yeah, the the engagement. Mm-hmm. The engagement that ruined about everybody's career involved. Yeah. and um, um, The only person who had a semi-decent run after that was Ziegler, and even then, now we get the record scratch. We are in the record, record scratch era of Dolph Ziggler's career. It's kind of like the Attitude Era,
1: but much worse.
0: It's kind of like Biker Taker,
1: but much worse. But nothing like Biker Taker.
0: <laughs> it's like Biker Taker if you take out Biker and Taker.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Summer Rae. Um, oh, uh, not of course. surprising. Darren um, Young.
0: Summer Rae uh, hadn't been seen on TV in a while. She'd been hampered by injuries, and I don't think they had a place for her. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young, uh, the last thing we saw him doing was after his... Uh, breakup with Titus Mm O'Neal as the primetime players, he disappeared and came back with Bob Backlund in the make Darren Young great again uh, gimmick which got him an IC title shot, but that was about it he disappeared not long after that
1: I believe he had a leg injury, didn't he? Yes. he and uh, uh,
0: Darren Young got injured and just never came back on TV. Yeah,
1: injuries are never good um, for many reasons. Obviously, you're hurt. You can't make money. But also, you can a lot of times get the stigma that it's kind of like the kiss of death in wrestling um, if you're too injury prone. And I think that maybe Summer Rae and Darren Young had a little bit of that. Um, it sucks whenever a talent gets released, obviously, um and it was more surprising the Darren Young one because i just thought with his uh real life situation he was you know openly a gay man and i thought that was something the company was promoting you know um it just seemed like that's not a good reason to hire or fire anybody obviously but it just seemed like he was a little more protected but i guess not you should uh Get closer to your mic. I'm pretty close to it. Is that better? Can Hold they on. hear me? I can do this. All right. We're doing this live. We're there we go. are doing this live because... I'm literally mouthing the mic.
0: Maybe not that close. Maybe <laughs> a little bit off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not quite that close. So, and, anyways... Uh,
1: there's a there was a third release, which I should say... Which is probably when, the most surprising. The most surprising. And also, before we get into it, you know, usually there's one day a year... Where or a few days a year, where a bunch of people get released, and this was only three people, so it was relatively mild compared yeah, to years past.
0: The assumption on Twitter was that um, the uh, the other names were coming. Um,
1: there were rumors about Gallows and Anderson. I even saw a rumor about Rusev. Um, you know, lots of lots of stuff going around, but nonetheless, none of it came to fruition yet. Hopefully, not. Um, although after seeing that, uh, Halloween trick or street fight, which we'll get into, um, maybe it wouldn't have been the worst thing for Gallison and Anderson to go split ski, but, uh, no, the third one, the third confirmed, uh, release was, I'll let you take it
0: just, just for the
1: name. No, Uh, I'll let you take it over from here.
0: Uh, yes. Emma was was the third release. All three of them seem pretty popular backstage, at least among the other workers. Normally, you don't generally see. It's not uncommon when people get released that you know now the wrestlers will make comments about you know the release. They'll miss oh, you. You want
1: to get into the controversy? I see.
0: Uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there momentarily. But uh, we saw it, of course, with these with these three. We saw it a lot with Summer Rae, and we saw it a lot with Emma. Uh, yes, Emma especially was, Emma. Emma got a lot of um supportive comments made from backstage from the fans uh on twitter emma certainly has a ton of talent i was a bit surprised i know she just basically jobbed out to oscar
1: but eh, that's really she wasn't squashed which was no which is that was almost more mind-boggling because which she was on the way out
0: which is what we were complaining well i was complaining about yeah sternly last last week um It's a little confusing. Um, It doesn't seem, based on her comments, that she requested her release. uh, From the sounds of... From the looks of everything, it seems like this caught her by surprise uh, more than anything else, which it's a little odd, but she might have enough name value that she could go show up in another promotion and do okay for herself. I could see where she could go uh, be in... You know, probably go do some independent runs or... Probably, honestly, unfortunately, Emma kind of also seems like the type to probably end up in GFW or TNA. It's not. T- what is it called now? Is it just Impact Wrestling?
1: It's yeah. It's back to Impact for the time being. It's not GFW's going to be not GFW. There GFW. anymore. Yeah, they never finalized that deal, and now it's off with the Jeff just Jerry. when I
0: got used to it. Um. um so she might see, end the up. The
1: thing is, it's harder for first off, it's hard for anyone leaving the WWE to go anywhere else really um, very few times more often than not it's it's uh, not a f- huge success um, and it's especially hard for women there's very few spots on the indies or in other promotions for women wrestlers so it is worrisome um, but you know it's not to say that it, it's the end of the story I mean Emma was released before for a short period of time and brought back uh, so I think you know, I think there's a lot of avenues, and I don't think it's the end. I don't think it's the last time you're seeing Emma, unless she says it, but she, she says she seems very optimistic. The best is yet ahead. Um, and then, of course, we get into the tweet from. Uh, I don't even really want to go into it too much, but I guess we have to cover Hang it. Hang
0: on. Before we do that, okay. and uh, I do want to get there. Uh what a tease! Sports Illustrated released something yesterday that I am just now catching up on. Uh, Justin barrasso In secret. Oh! Skip- ist- whoa! Whoa!
1: Whoa! 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 <ind maiden Bentley> wo- whoa! 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 Wo- whoa! 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 It's not closing! Well. <laughs> it's not closing! <laughs> wow! You want let- to oh, go away? Oh no! Can you mute it? It's
0: literally not letting There's me. an
1: ad playing, which is always the worst thing, but it's especially bad when you're trying to record a podcast. I
0: think we actually covered it
1: up. Just from shouting? I think so. If there's anyone listening to this, they've just ripped their earbud out and thrown it out a window of a moving car. I mean... We're sorry. This
0: goes with our aesthetic?
1: Um, <laughs> our audio aesthetic? Anyway, Aesthetic meaning visual. Anyway. <laughs>
0: um, so apparently... What did,
1: what, did, what did Sports Illustrated say, Ryan? Let's get it back on track. He's other, so flustered over here. He's sweating.
0: Other than that random advertisement, I wasn't allowed to stop in time. Um, apparently, Emma created some enemies in the writing room, um, ah. which uh, I'm going to quote the Sports Illustrated uh, article here. Emma created just enough enemies on the writing staff. Another ad is
1: coming. Oh, no. Go away. <laughs> Maybe we won't quote.
0: I can't quote Sports Illustrated because...
1: Here, I'll cover it up while you get the back. Um.
0: Okay, anyways, I, I got okay, it. I got right, it. Okay. I got to do it quick. Otherwise, it's not going to let <laughs> me do it. Go, go, go. Quote, Emma created just enough enemies on the writing staff, which she exacerbated from the way she voiced her opinion on Twitter. The doors remain open for a return, but her exit from the company is viewed by some as addition by subtraction. In the locker room. Now, earlier in the piece, um, it says that uh, the. Sorry, I got uh, I got a little lost in a couple of other things. Emma carried as much respect as an in-ring re- in-ring wrestlers, any single woman in the WWE locker room. But her release sends a message to the entire locker room after the departures of Jimmy Jacobs and Neville and the successful walkout from Nia Jax, who used her leverage to take a brief hiatus and return to Raw this past Monday with a renewed, strengthened storyline from the creative team. Emma is on the outside looking in, and the talent will take note of the company's decision to cut her. So it sounds like the recent kind of rush, run of uh, bad kind of publicity as far as WWE goes with some of their talent is part of the reason that Emma might be gone because she was a little bit more vocal in places where WWE doesn't appreciate people being vocal, that being on Twitter. But oddly oddly enough, Emma, who at one point was dating uh, Zack Ryder, which is only a connection I make because Zack Ryder at one point in time used a social medium to get himself over by complaining about in creative ways how wwe looked him over and that of course was uh his youtube series back in the day 2011 i believe it was um and of course that worked out for him short term but he's still with the company obviously but Uh, neville i
1: mean many years after that he you know won the intercontinental title at wrestlemania which
0: might have been one of the best moments from that wrestlemania
1: yeah um I take a little bit of uh, offense to that article because it kind of grouped together um, Jimmy Jacobs, Neville, Emma, Nia Jax, all very different um, scenarios that aren't really fair to group together.
0: All four of those (laughs) are very different, although I think what it's saying
1: is... Like, the Nia Jax Jax thing wasn't even a walkout. It was literally a two-week vacation. Uh, There was no bad blood or ill will or any of it there. There was rumors that The Rock, you know, her cousin told her to walk out. None of that is true according to everything from the most trusted sources, you know, i.e. Dave Meltzer um, has said that the Nia Jax thing was a really, um, you know, mild, uh, docile event.
0: Well, I mean, Justin Brasso is a pretty good writer for Sports Illustrated and wrestling writer in a big time uh, in a big time medium not to say he is infallible but I can see where some of this some I see where you're going as far as the minutia as far as the uh, intricacies of each situation Mm -hmm. but I can also see where they saw a rat come as a large company they saw a rash of issues all come about at the same time and wwe is a corporation that has even though he was on char- in character when he said it vince mcmahon from everything i've ever heard actually believes perception is reality mm-hmm. and you see somebody as a if you're a more casual fan and you don't necessarily know who jimmy jacobs is but you hear oh jimmy jacobs he was a wwe he was another wrestling guy that left so it neville nia Jax disappeared you know, you're starting to look to kind of plug some holes. And I can see where that connection could be made. But you are correct in the fact that these are four very different situations. Jimmy Jacobs, of course, took a picture as part of the Bullet Club invasion
1: and was promptly released. Took a picture with friends. You know, that that whole thing was just kind of crazy. I don't Uh, know. A little bit. I, I feel like there's
0: I feel like that might have been... A, it almost feels like kind of a straw that broke the camel's back type situation. But maybe the WWE is so irritated by the Young Bucks at this point that they're just not having it. And Jimmy Jacobs firing was to send a message. Um, which, he's going to make more money on the independents now. <laughs> that's
1: the thing. It's like so, it doesn't like, make much sense.
0: You know, at this point, that's going to help him more than it's going to hurt him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he even... You know, the, the picture he took right after uh he was fired like a week later with the bullet club again saying look i found some friends yeah yeah and now he's got t-shirts out and he's doing bookings again i mean this is gonna work out pretty well for jimmy jacobs neville still seems a little up in the air as far as what in the world actually is going on and what he's gonna do next
1: um i don't know if it's up in the air as far as if he's gonna come back i'm i'm pretty certain he's gone um the thing is I don't know when his contract ends and they'll probably make it very difficult for him to wrestle until then and maybe even a little bit after.
0: I suppose that also might depend on the situation, too, because if that's something where he goes to them and he just says, give me my release, is this, are we looking at a situation where he is going to, they're going to come up with terms and have a, a, you know, a, a mutual split and he just has a non-compete? Or is this more of a CM Punk type situation where he just left and it's, it his seems, contract is now just got to end?
1: It, it seems like he's walked out. I don't know all the details, but from everything I've read, it seems like he just kind of walked out. And in, and in those scenarios, WWE is less apt to meet them halfway, we'll say. Um, they're they're kind of, you know, uh, stricklers for the contract. But anyway...
0: You wanted to discuss a particular bit on Twitter
1: about a particular individual. I didn't really want to discuss it. Um, you know, he's a Maryland guy. Um, Leo Rush, we're, we're talking about now. He's been with the WWE for a few months. Um, had a very emotional send off earlier this year from MCWProWrestling.com. Um, and when Emma was released, he sent out a tweet uh, that got a ton of backlash, both from fans and especially from people involved in wrestling and in the WWE. Um, basically, he said, in reference to Emma being released, I guess that's what happens when you truly aren't ready for Asuka, um, you know, insinuating that uh, Emma wasn't a good enough wrestler to be in the ring with Asuka, um, or on the main roster. Um, of course, it's got him a ton of heat. I know Jack Gallagher posted something pretty scathing. Yeah, um, the,
0: um, I can read some of that off if you would like. Sure. Because I didn't, I saw the tweet right after it happened, and I saw some of the backlash just from the, the internet wrestling community. Yeah. I didn't see this until right now that, um, the, uh, locker room kind of turned on him, too.
1: Oh, and, a lot, yeah. Uh,
0: basically, lot of heat. so the tweet was right after Emma was released, the, the announcement that Emma was released, along with Darren Young and Samurai, uh, Leo Rush from his Twitter account, uh, at It's Leo Rush, I guess these are the things that happen when you're not tru- or truly ready for WWE Asuka. Of course, referencing that Asuka beat Emma, and then you know, the joke being made that she lost so badly she left. Something along those lines.
1: I think it was more... I don't think it was that she lost. I think he was trying to insinuate that she's not good enough to be there. She's not ready for the big show. I think that's certainly how it was taken. Yeah. Um. So
0: he released a very long statement basically um, saying that he didn't mean for it to be offensive. He...
1: He was making a joke. He
0: complimented Emma.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, he talked about how he, he didn't, you know, he didn't mean to step over any lines, you know, that kind of thing. Here's essentially what happens um, I saw this from William Regal and I didn't quite understand the context. And now that I'm starting to see everything together, it makes sense. Uh, William Regal tweeted about this um, basically saying, We all make mistakes, all the people who've had, quote, heat or problems. Have I ever joined in with a pack on you? Perhaps a chat and a bit of guidance would be better. Being a pro comes in many ways, in and out of the ring. Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. tweets, "You ain't gonna make it here with the wolves, kid." Which, yeah, it's pretty, whew, uh, pretty rough. Jack Gallagher apologizing because people didn't like your joke, not for joking about someone losing their job. Also, try the English classes at the PC.
1: Uh, That's in reference to the apology that Leo Rush put out, which grammatically isn't the most sound. No.
0: Um, Peyton Royce, which this one surprised me a little bit, too. Wow, kid, didn't you just get here? Professionalism goes a long way. These are tweets I would expect from regular citizens, not from... Oh, yeah, I, I heard this from Kevin Owens, too, and you're showing it to me, and I'm glad you are. Reading that made my brain melt. Good luck, you're going to need it.
1: Not, um, not, not, not a great endorsement.
0: No. Um. Apparently, this is really hurt a lot of uh, his his standing. Which he came in. He's young. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe he's only 23 now. 22, 23, 24 somewhere in that range. He's in his early to mid 20s, which is still, which is Very pretty young, young pretty. to get to N- to WWE and get yeah. to NXT. He's super talented. And a lot of guys want him to succeed, us included, but you gotta be smarter. Um, apparently, Dash Wilder also made a comment to him um, The he deleted the tweet. And um, apparently, uh, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, the heat on Rush was so bad, I'm quoting the Wrestling Ink story on this, uh, the heat on him was so bad that there was almost immediate talk of the former ROH star being fired from the company. Uh, it was also noted that Rush is going to have to put in work to get the heat off of him. It was speculated that Rush would have been released uh, if it weren't for the apology coming soon after the original tweet, based on what sources are saying about the situation. Uh, it looked like Leo Rush was going to get a nice kind of kick into NXT, and we were going to start seeing him week and you know, every couple of weeks like we normally see their new stars come in. Yeah, I think that's out the window. I think if he's going to make it, he's going to have to eat crow for a while.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think maybe he was pushed a little bit down the ladder. I don't know. I, I don't know the internal reaction, I can only assume. But I do know that it's not the end of the world. If you remember, following the curtain call, Triple H was in the doghouse probably a lot worse than this and um you know we know where his career went following it so there is ways to climb out of you know the heat that he's feeling um I wish him all the best everyone makes mistakes but it is an important lesson and I saw somebody say it I can't remember who but somebody said just remember having a successful career is more important than having an edgy Twitter. So that's a good lesson for us all. Yeah. No matter what business you're in. Yeah.
0: Um, so hopefully Leo Rush learned his lesson, and you can't quite do that uh, at this stage. You really shouldn't do that at all, but uh, you definitely cannot do that when you get to the big leagues, even if you are in, in the minors getting developmental.
1: S- speaking of the big leagues... Um the Young Bucks transitions <laughs> segue. Um the Young Bucks just have been announced for Chris Jericho's cruise, uh the Rock and Wrestling Cruise, the ROH Sea of Honor tournament. Um I love that they named it Sea of Honor. It's so ROH. It is. And uh the Young Bucks have just been announced, which you know, my first reaction was that's awesome, but not after Weeks of Jericho burying the indies and anyone who wrestles in less than the scope of the WWE audience's, you know, viewership. Primarily Kenny Omega. Correct. <laughs> so I just, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know if you saw, we talked about it last week, but um, the, the the Twitter feud between Omega and Jericho finished with Omega basically saying... uh. You know, it's been fun, but I don't do Twitter feuds uh, or Twitter angles. They don't go anywhere and there's no payoff. So whatever. And then Jericho, I guess, tried to continue it by saying, you know, you're right. Go back to Japan. That's where anyone gives a crap about you in so many words. Um, So and that was the end of it. Um, But I don't understand doing that and then trying to make a big deal and sell tickets because the Young Bucks are like you can't have both, you know? If you're Chris Jericho, you can. You can try. And I know it's all a work, but in the work, it doesn't make sense. I
0: think the Young Bucks being on that show sell more tickets than the Twitter feud between Omega and Jericho. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what matters.
1: That is true. They got a whole cruise ship they got to fill up.
0: Putting butts every 18 inches, even on the high seas.
1: Yeah. Apparently they had to do some uh, pretty interesting engineering work to be able to get the ring, to not damage anything.
0: Well, this is also, too, like, they're booking this. It's really weird to see a card, like, the type of event that they're booking this far in advance. Yeah. Um
1: it's like you, a can, year.
0: you can only assume that people who are on this card have contracts that run through that date. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine.
1: That might be one reason Omega's not on it, because his New Japan contract is up in January, like most are. Um, the thinking is he will resign, but there's a lot of rumors. You know, rumors have been rampant of Kenny Omega going somewhere else.
0: Kenny Omega leaving New Japan and probably going to WWE have been running rampant for the last three years. Yeah. More, more than ever.
1: More than ever now.
0: He's he's. I think I very much believe Kenny Omega when he says he's probably been called like ten times. Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he has been. Uh, but I, I am. I think after seeing Shinsuke Nakamura. As I love Shinsuke Nakamura, after seeing Shinsuke Nakamura, I am over and Gallows and Anderson. I am over J- guys from Japan. Bauer. Well, to an extent.
1: This this year has not been a gr- especially the Bray Wyatt feud. No, you know? and and the <sighs>
0: and the oncoming Kane feud. Um, don't even. So I'm kind of over guys from Japan or Ring of Honor coming to WWE. It's exciting in theory.
1: And but what we end up with are watered-down, less entertaining versions of them.
0: Or just butchered versions yeah. of them, which, Their I mean... Weird,
1: fun house picture versions of them.
0: What is the best thing Gallows and Anderson have done since they've been in WWE? I
1: would, I would say the time they came in and laid out Cena. And ever since then... You're almost right. That's the
0: second best thing they've done. The actual best thing they've done is Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Well, no,
1: no, that was Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson. That wasn't Gallows and Anderson. That's true. They look so similar. Yeah, Gallows and Anderson weren't even on Raw this week, but Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson were. (laughs) How did they get those guys? I thought they were—they
0: their prime was back in the eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were. They're legends, you know. That's why they wrestled in Blazers. Hide, hide the old man bodies. And uh, you know WWE has a working relationship with Southpaw, so well. I mean, of the, part of the talent exchange program. I feel
0: like Southpaw though is is like the NWA; it's just a shell of its former self.
1: Yeah, at this point, it's
0: props a- to those two though for sticking it out with the the promotion that made them big in the uh, late
1: '80s. Hey, if the territory draws, they're I'm, over in that building. I'm sh-
0: I'm I'm really shocked that Southpaw managed to survive the debacle of the 1987 Lethal yeah. Leap Year, but. You know, they they managed to pull it off. Um it, you know, they they're they're doing it for Dewey campaign worked out splendidly. Um I don't know.
1: It... Well, uh should 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 we go through Raw or I mean, there's other things we could touch on, but I feel like we should just go through Raw because
0: I was enjoying talking about fake wrestling, which is such an oxymoron, it's great. Um <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> this week was interesting as Ryan, you you were watching Raw live on the usa second
0: i thought you were gonna say i was there and you were watching on tv and
1: i was like no that's not what happened (laughs) you were watching live on on usa network and i was watching live in the royal farms arena in baltimore in the flesh baby baby um that is true i wasn't watching it live that would be a lie
0: i don't like to Ah. lie to our i don't like to lie
1: to our viewers you're not a real fan. <laughs> I,
0: am, I am a real fan. I'm just a real fan with other things to do.
1: With a real life.
0: I have an actual life. I can't commit three hours with commercials on Monday nights and then another two hours with commercials on Tuesday nights. Hulu is a wonderful thing, <laughs> and no, we are not sponsored by Hulu, but I will tell you that 90-minute Raw is a godsend. Okay.
1: Because, well, let's go through and we'll see how. Huh, we'll you see would you like they to cut know what, out what I? Of Hulu. You would you like to know what I didn't see? <laughs> no, no. Let's let's go through top to bottom. So, the show uh, there was main event taping. Obviously, um, Jason Jordan beat Kurt Hawkins um, in the exact match that you're thinking of right now. Um, and then there was a Tony nese Cedric Alexander match, which was pretty great. Except the crowd was dead and, like, chanting boring and, like, not loudly, but there was just smatterings of boring. And it's like, if these two guys were on an indie show and you were watching them, you'd be losing your freaking mind what they're doing. Okay, two things.
0: Baltimore, not as smarky as they think they are.
1: Um, They think they're pretty smarky.
0: The Baltimore crowd, uh, the the DC crowd is not terribly different. The Baltimore crowd thinks they're super smarky. They're really not, and I think they're uh, the older might be of like the ECW ilk, yeah. You know, kind of migrated down. And there's from some Philly Ring of Honor type
1: influence. Ring of Honor, sure. I there. mean,
0: Ring of Honor basically their home their home base is in Baltimore, essentially. Yeah. But this is not a smarky crowd. It never is. There are elements of it, but it is never a smarky crowd. So they like to like. Do, here's the thing I don't get about smarky crowds, and I'm going to try and keep this short because this could be 12 podcast episodes, and nobody wants to hear that. Smarky crowds and this is no this is no news to any wrestler. smarky crowds like to take over a show and especially WWE and the bigger shows they like to crap all over them and instead of just enjoying being at wrestling, they like to you know be the uh, be the type that's just gonna you know turn at you and sneer at you and you cheer for an actual face or when you boo an actual heel. Or, you know, they gotta chant CM Punk during a women's match. It's stupid.
1: Well, to be fair, the third hour. No, was the third hour atrocious. was awful. But and if you're going to this garbage happens regularly. If you're going at ten fifty five to have Alexa Bliss put Mickey James in a chin lock and work the chin lock till ten fifty seven for two whole minutes. I can see the frustration.
0: How much of that is on the performers?
1: Not much. I mean, there's agents putting the match together. Somebody decided that was going to be the main event on Raw, right? So I don't really blame Mickey which James. Which they or didn't Alexa make a Blitz big deal out
0: of at all, which was really yeah. stupid.
1: You, you have a women's match main event in Raw. How often does that happen? Maybe make a bigger deal about it.
0: It's uh, happened a few times, but not, not a often, ton. And most often. of most of them have been in the last three years.
1: And it, it, it really felt like you know, especially being there live, it really felt like they just didn't want any reaction from the crowd. They didn't want any excitement or anything for the third hour besides the last, you know, besides the overrun, pretty much. Well, I mean... With with Strowman and Miz.
0: If you're going to... This is part of the thing with Raw that I think they make a mistake on. And something... uh, I know they're trying to build up content. How many... How much... (sighs) How many views do they really get on something like Main Event? Why not? not many. Why not take that show and put it in Florida? Just have it constantly in Florida and use that. Use Main Event for lower level talent that's not going to be on Raw.
1: Does Main Event is it's strictly on the network, right?
0: Correct. As was Superstars when it was on. Um, which Superstars ended a while ago. The only, but thing, it was the same idea.
1: The only thing i can possibly imagine for a main event is a warm-up match but if you're going three plus hours right you it's don't not need worth it match. and
0: you can't do it on tuesdays either because they do two hours of smackdown yeah. and then 205 live which they should also do it in florida yeah you have a perfect studio setup for this and you have an audience that would eat that up yeah you don't have to go crazy with it i don't know you could really easily honestly So all the kind of C-level shows they do below Raw and SmackDown with, you know, they've always, they've done them forever. And it's things, it dates back to Velocity and Heat Mm -hmm. and, you know, what, where some of those shows were good, like, kind of run-ins to a pay-per-view. Something you could put on TV, it would then run into the pay-per-view that would kind of build it up. Or, you know, you, with Raw, you don't need a lead-up. You don't need it. And, you, of course, the crowd's going to be dead. Most of them
1: aren't there yet, I'm sure. They're still filing in. Yeah, it was it was about 80% full uh, for main event. Of course, there was about an eighth of the arena tarped off. And then it got about 90%, 95% full of the rest of the seats for Raw. They didn't sell out. And, it, and the Royal Farms Arena is a small building. And this has been um, kind of a... A constant thing especially for the last quarter if you look oh. at the financials that came out their live attendance is, is down
0: well and that's something that they were much better at in the 90s when they were really struggling on yeah. tv their live their house shows always did really well and that's what really kept them afloat at least that's what wwe will tell you but i believe there's data there to back it up
1: yeah um, i mean definitely i think house shows and live gate and stuff i don't know if you could still call it the most important thing. Uh, obviously, financially, it's not the most important thing. The TV, TV rights deal. are. But it is a good metric. It is a really good metric. You're Basically, the business model has shifted from reaching as many people as possible to squeezing the most money out of the people that are going to watch you no matter what. And because of that, the company is more profitable than it's ever been. It's beating... You know, with uh, the last quarter, it beat uh, Wall Street's predictions, projections. Um, but I don't know how sustainable that is because if you don't continue to get new viewers, I mean, uh, the the viewership already skews older, skews in the 50s as the median age of of the average raw viewer. So it, it's it's not gonna it's not a sustainable model, is what I'm trying to say. And um, this week in the in the Observer, uh, Meltzer notes that. It seems that stronger booking and better main events have no effect because in this last quarter we had um, the was it four way or five way at SummerSlam, um, the Joe Lesnar match, the Braun Lesnar match, very strong main events, but it didn't really do it didn't really move the needle at all as far as a business standpoint, and I take a little bit of uh, you know a differing opinion with that because. It, the booking does matter, but what, you're, what we're getting now, what seems like good booking, is just okay booking, because good booking will make a star, and a star is what sells tickets. A star is what sells merchandise. A star is what would get people to subscribe to the network, along with, I think the network model should be changed a little bit. I think they should offer more incentives to stay, you know at the one year mark or the six month mark you get some something, something like that to make people not just get the free month and then leave.
0: Well, and they've also they've also talked to they've also been polls, surveys they've sent out about doing a tiered system
1: where it would but be But again, that's just squeezing more money out of the people that are already there.
0: Right, I think I think that's right. And I think the idea is not that the people the casual the super casual fans can't pay that 9.99 a month. I think it's more along the lines of you're the the network is showing that you're really getting the the heaviest of the demographic, the, the most hardcore of the demographic, um, of your viewership and of your fan base, and you're seeing things where what are the things that are critically acclaimed that go on that network? Things like the tournaments, the cruiserweight classic, uh, May Young classic got mixed reviews. Uh, The UK tournament did fairly well, as far as I understand, as far as critically speaking. The TakeOver shows do pretty well, largely, critically speaking. NXT uh, is their weekly show, and it does relatively well, critically speaking. You can't say the numbers, because that's not what the system works anymore. But primarily, you're getting the network, so you don't have to buy pay-per-view, which you can't hardly do in the States anymore. Um, But you're also getting the network for different wrestling maybe than you see on TV every week and yeah and I that's where I think something like I'm straying away from your point but I think something like main event could do with like a refresh it's if you're WWE you have a you do have a 24 hour network where you can play collections and you can go into the library why not pre-tape something like main event like you're doing NXT pre-tape main event do it in Florida, change up the color scheme, change up the presentation, much smaller audience. I mean, if you're just, if main event is just the Raw house, it's, you're not making any more money on the house doing main event than you would be on Raw. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you have to do it the same time logistically, it doesn't really help you. All it does is tire your fans out because, I've been to those
1: long shows. It's really exhausting after yeah, 4 hours they, of wrestling. If they start at 7:30 and end at 11:15, it's almost 4 hours. It's almost like a, right. Wrestle, you know, well, WrestleMania is 6-7 hours now, so
0: yeah, WrestleMania is going to be pushing a full work day come next yeah. year. But I you you look at these types of shows and you look at how they're laid out and that's where something like I think made event, one of those kind of C shows, put it on a Thursday. Just have it run on a Thursday on the network and, you know, occasionally throw a decent name on there, but use it as a platform for, you know, your NXT guys, maybe your NXT performers, to mingle with some of your lower card WWE performers. Get that time for certain guys who may be coming back from injury to get a couple of matches in before they go back to Raw. You could use it in a few different ways, and that might be one way to kind of really take advantage of that and a lot of their nxt specifically people since nxt and the performance center have been there the way it is now a lot of those guys live in florida so it's not really out of the question to say listen we're gonna do this be it be in orlando next week
1: yeah the only the only thing i can think of with your point is that because they already have the building it's a very low-cost show to put on, whereas if they were opening up a building on a Thursday just to do main event, then that would be a new expense. But I don't know what you do with it. The, the, the point was, at the current... You know, they, they talked when they launched the network they want 2 million view, uh, subscribers, right? That was the golden number that they were shooting for.
0: They pretty much seemed to have plateaued or held pretty steady at about 1.5 to 1.6.5.
1: Right, and, you know, there's... Anywhere from fifty to eighty thousand free subscriptions at any given time. Right. So by current standards, I forget who put this out, but somebody did the calculation. By the current rate, it'll be twenty twenty-five before they get to two million viewers. So well, they've really gotta do something. And I think really the book the booking the creative is important because that's gonna make your stars and that's gonna be what people wanna see and then i would also say something to incentivize people to not just end their free month after wrestlemania is over but to stay around you know at 3 months you get i don't know 10% off a you know ticket to a live event or give out specific you get a free t-shirt at, a yeah year. give out
0: specific merch yeah. um you know give out merch discounts and coupons that only work online if you're logged into the network. You can yeah. tie those things together.
1: Very easily.
0: You can you can very easily tie those things I together, think... and that would be a way to do that. Because I can tell you one thing, they put sales on the WWE shop all the time. Yeah. If you put some like additional coupons and sales on your items and tie it to having a network subscription, people would do it. I mean, you see it, you see it all the time with other streaming services. All the time. Primarily, and this is out of left field if you don't know me, but the ones who actually do this the most and get the most use out of this are things like anime services like Crunchyroll. Yeah. They do that sort of thing and it works great for them.
1: Yeah, and they get people to stay and it's like you know the the thing is like it's not going to cost WWE much, you know? They're they're going to be moving stuff and and they can they could do their own like wrestle crate thing, you know? They do that
0: now. Yeah. They have one. They but, do have their own it's through Loot Crate, but yeah. I can tell you one thing. They don't market it at all.
1: Yeah, so, uh, at, you know, I'm kind of trying to pull this all together because I know we're running short on time. But if you, if you do something that incentivizes all that, you're going to get people that hang around. And the more people that hang around, the more money that's coming in. I, I think the free month thing is pretty dead. I mean, it's only going to – anybody that at this point is going to get a free month – is either is, is most likely just going to use it for the month that they want to watch a show on.
0: Well, I mean, and, and for some people it works, and for a lot of people it doesn't. I think you've pretty much probably hit your cap for what that's going to do. So,
1: I think they continue it because they like to they throw all the numbers together, you know, for their corporate cause. Their their financial calls. They say we have this many subscribers. They don't really say we have this many subscribers, but these people aren't paying, so they just like the the inflated number. Sure, nothing new for WWE. Um, <laughs> but ninety
0: three thousand yeah. went to the Pontiac Silverdome.
1: Yeah, it WrestleMania three. Thank you. Um, so I mean, we've talked enough about this. What else do you want to get? Into? Do, you, do We have Bound for Glory. And uh, do we? Yeah, Bound for Glory and New Japan Power Struggle. Two yes. big shows this weekend.
0: Power Struggle is coming. That's that's. Well, th- here's the problem with New Japan, though. Uh, not oh, that just sounded so cynical. Um, here's the problem with everything. Um, New Japan. It, we, we, we've talked about it before. New Japan's hitting that time of year where it's starting to kind of fall off a th- little bit. This will
1: be their last big show of the year bigger uh, show. It's not even a huge show. It's just a bigger show. It's the finals of the Super Juniors tag tournament. Um uh, Okada's on it. Uh, Omega's defending the US title against Trent Beretta. Um
0: good for Trent Beretta.
1: Yeah, that should be I mean, it should be good. I mean, it's going to be a good card, don't get me wrong. Um but really after this, it's it's all sights on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. Yep, uh, January 4th at the
0: Tokyo Dome, which we only know one match, which we talked about before, uh, the only match that we know that's on that card at this point is uh, Okada versus Naito for Mm -hmm. the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, I am quickly looking through so we can get an an actual card uh, for this, so I can quickly run through it. The Young Bucks will be in action against Dragon Lee and Teton, Mm -hmm. which... I'm a little surprised they don't the Bucks don't have something I don't want to say better to do but better to do I mean,
1: it's going uh, to be a good match
0: Anyways uh there are some, there are some really good matches on here Um Oh I forgot about Scroll Osprey that's going to be good Yes yeah, so let's uh so Bullet Club is going to be is going to be on this card as well more than just the Bucks um, they're going to be in a six man tag with that being Chase Owens, Cody and uh Yujiro Takahashi, uh, they'll be in action. Uh, uh there's a lot of tag team matches which is not uncommon early in a card. A 10-man tag with um with Chaos versus uh Los Ingobernables de Japon. Got it right. <laughs> um
1: there's uh sh- Show and Yo versus uh ACH and uh Taguchi, right? Yes, and I think your mic died. Did it die? No, oh, no, it came back. We're Did, good. Um, um, ACH is, is I mean, great. He's kind of taking the ricochet spot, but that's going to be a good match. Um, that's the um, finals of the Super Junior tag.
0: Uh, and the four championship matches on the card, a bull rope death match for the Never oh, no, weight Championship. That's going to be
1: crazy. That's going to be brutal.
0: Minoru Suzuki versus, get this, Yano. Yano. and, and, and Yano's it, the best.
1: I love so it. So they have this thing, because like Suzuki obviously is like, you know, head and shoulders a better wrestler than Yano, but he can't ever beat Yano. <laughs> so it's like this great dynamic, and now they're in a bull rope match, so I'm really excited to see Bull that. rope death match, thank you. Bull rope death match.
0: Oh, uh, there's only things you see in Japanese wrestling anymore, and it's just lovely. Uh, Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which I am as you mentioned before, you were pretty excited about that. So am I, because yeah. that should be a fabulous match. I uh, I really like Marty's girl. He,
1: Yeah, he, and these two actually had a good match earlier in the year, but this is like the biggest stage that they've had. So I expect them to go all out, and I mean, they just meld well, these two. I feel
0: like these two wrestled in WCPW earlier this year. I could be wrong on that, but I know they, they both wrestled for that promotion at times this year. I don't, don't know if they wrestled each other. Beretta versus Omega for the U.S. Championship and Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That is going to be insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very strong is, card for the last show.
0: If Tanahashi is relatively healthy that's gonna be insane uh his health has been fluctuating all year long but we all know what kota obushi can do he's if if kota obushi could kind of get his act together and just i i I don't want to say get his act together but if he just like focused Mm -hmm. on just being in uh, new japan and just being number one he would be the champion Or he would be contending for it on a regular basis, like the heavyweight champion.
1: I think those last four
0: matches there are going to be just crazy good. And for all different reasons. Yeah. Um, And, of course, as you mentioned, Okada is on this card. Uh, He is in that Chaos uh, match. Of course, this will be Okada versus Naito just in a tag, which I'm sure they'll tease their singles match. Yeah, uh, this
1: is uh, LIJ versus Chaos So you're going to get storyline progression there, you're going to get teases and everything like that, and it's a way to protect and and keep uh, both Naito and Okada healthy and safe uh, and separated until January 4th.
0: And of course, LIJ and tag matches are just fun to watch in general, from their entrance to the time they leave. uh, Bushi, Evil, Takahashi, Sonata, and Naito are just, they're just a joy. Um, so that, uh, it's safe to say that if we were only picking one, I think we have, uh, the one we're going to pick, um,
1: what to watch, (laughs) to actually watch between this and and, now the bound for glory card actually isn't bad. This is the first one that's going to be emanating from, uh, Canada, Montreal. I believe I could be wrong. Our crack research team is looking this up. Yep. Um,
0: Ottawa, Ottawa. There we go. Uh, which is in Ontario,
1: Ontario. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the card isn't actually that bad from what i remember um why do so, you want to run us through it?
0: eli drake will def uh with chris adonis aka or fka chris masters yep defending his impact global championship against johnny impact aka johnny mundo aka johnny nitro aka john morrison he's got more names <laughs> uh trevor lee will uh, be defending uh, this his... is the
1: six-way x division championship match
0: correct trevor lee versus desmond xavier versus garza jr versus matt seidel
1: which is
0: awesome yeah. versus Pete williams versus sanjay Dutt, who
1: i saw live this summer yeah th- i mean that's a pretty loaded match right there that's yeah that's, good. that's, that's, that's pretty
0: good. good um impact world tag team champions uh championships are on the line lax which is the the faction that never dies uh i remember lax in 2005 yep um ohio versus everything uh, which i'm not as familiar with impact so i have no idea who that is that's jake they Chris are the champions they, yep mm-hmm. um that that part i know uh impact knockouts championship will be sienna versus Ali versus gail kim i now, love that gail kim is still going it's now fast. this next
1: one has my interest it's a six, six sides, sides
0: of, th- of steel tag team match and i'm reading this and it's kind of blowing my mind moose and stefan bonner yep uh mma fighter versus king mo yep. mma fighter and lashley part-time mma fighter
1: that's gonna be a hard-hitting
0: match this is the only time where i'm like what is moose doing in that match yeah um Moose has had a weird run since he left ROH. Yep. Uh a Monsters Ball match with Abyss versus Grado. Um here's the stipulation which mm-hmm. is so impact.
1: Now, if, hold on. Can well, I I want you to remember that this takes place in Canada. Go ahead. Yes, this makes <laughs> <laughs> Are you reading it? <laughs> this
0: this event takes place in Canada. However, if Grado loses, his work visa
1: will be terminated and he must leave the U.S. It's a good thing he's already out. No, he has to go He has to go back into the U.S., have his visa terminated, and then leave again. If he never comes back to the U.S., is his work visa actually terminated? I don't know. Impact I just, you. I just love that
0: stipulation. There's a red wedding match, which I don't uh, know what that is. That but is, is a
1: first blood match.
0: Interesting. Um, Rosemary versus Taya Valkyrie. And uh, six-man tag, Team Impact, Eddie Edwards, Ethan Carter III, and James Storm against Team AAA, uh, which is, of course, the uh, team from the AAA promotion in Mexico, which Impact has a working relationship with. That should be a good
1: match, too. I mean, all these things could—this could be a really strong card, you know, all things considered. Yeah, this match is absolutely—well, I just read it basically main event to the
0: first match of the card. Yeah. Instead of the other way around, because whoever did this uh, Wikipedia page... Well, I, I, we don't know the lineup m- yet. ...mixed it up for me, because the Power Struggle card was in the correct order.
1: Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, two big shows this weekend. Uh, we also have UFC returning to Madison Square Garden, so it's it's a big week. In- but the thing you're going to actually do is buy a ticket to go to Rampage Pro Wrestling
0: on November the 4th, which is this Saturday, because I promised Big Mike we would we would promote it, although it is going to be a really good Retribution. card.
1: Retribution.
0: <laughs> that is a really obscure reference for like the four people that are listening. <laughs> if they're still listening at this if point,
1: you get the reference, email us
0: over the barricade podcast. We'll send gmail.com. you a piece of candy. Maybe. Um, but so, uh, rampage pro wrestling, Delaware Agricultural museum, November the 4th, this coming Saturday. Uh, it starts at seven 30 PM. I believe mm-hmm. if I didn't get that wrong. Uh, one of the big matches on that card, which I don't know if it's the main event or the semi-main, which will be uh, a big tag team match, which will possibly hold the future of Rampage Pro Wrestling in the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be Team Rampage versus Project Mayhem. Uh, I don't have the card in front of me, so I don't
1: remember everybody that's on Team Rampage. Team Rampage is Big Mike, um, Mike Orlando, um, 410 Massive, and JT Funk, I believe.
0: I believe you're right. I believe you got all of them correct. Um, But you can go to their, uh, to get more information on the event, go to Rampage's uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rampage Pro Wrestling Dover, and you'll see the Retribution, um, uh, Retribution poster listed on their page. Of course, Big Mike. Front and center, as oh, yeah. he certainly should be. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's going to be a pretty good card. Uh, I've seen Scott R- Russell the Love Muscle will be on this card as well, taking on Jamie Senegal. Um But this will be a pretty good card. Go ahead and check it out. If you can make the trip to Dover, it will be worth your time. Uh, Mike Orlando, of course, against uh, Johnny Malloy for the Rampage Pro Wrestling Championship. Ah, that's it. That'll be your main event, most likely.
1: Uh, no. There is one more piece of WWE business, is there, um, that we should we should address because I feel that by our episode next week something may something big may have happened.
0: The fact that Kurt Angle and, Shawn, and Shane McMahon are both in Survivor Series matches and
1: no, that's not it.
0: Okay, uh, let's go on. I wanted to mention it.
1: Um, so obviously they're they're doing their uh, biannual UK tour. Right now,
0: yes, they are, and they will be in Manchester Monday and Tuesday. That's correct for Raw and SmackDown.
1: Now announced for SmackDown. I don't know if you've seen this, but announced for SmackDown is AJ Styles versus Ginger Mahal for the WWE Championship.
0: Yes, that was announced on Wednesday. Uh, yes, so
1: it's a, that's a little weird, okay? Because they had already and they had already announced um, AJ versus Rusev, and the winner gets a spot in the Survivor Series. Uh, Team Smackdown versus Team Raw match.
0: Yeah, now that you mention it, that is really weird. They booked it on the show, and then the next morning they changed it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see
0: where you're going.
1: So, and, and it was already penciled in to be Mahal versus Styles at Clash of Champions. Correct. So some believe, the rumor is, Ginger might be hurt, or maybe the WWE is getting cold feet on... Mahal the, and Lesnar. Mahal and Lesnar.
0: So you're going to put AJ Styles in that match instead?
1: That might now, that happen. W-
0: I will say if that actually happens,
1: it the becomes match a quality, much better
0: card. The the match quality will be significantly improved. Yes. However, I I don't see WWE and Brock Lesnar doing that correctly.
1: I don't know, but here's, here, now... Well, we know that those will be the most vicious-looking
0: German suplexes you will ever see. Yes. Because AJ Styles will sell them as if he needs to buy a new house with it.
1: (laughs) Now, here is just uh, just a little fantasy road. Let me take you, let me walk you down a little path of fantasy here. Fantasy road. So, where did AJ Styles go after he left TNA?
0: He went to New Japan.
1: Where did Brock Lesnar go after he left WWE and got released from the Vikings? He went to New Japan. And when Brock Lesnar was in New Japan and won the IWGP heavyweight title, did he ever lose it? No. No. No, he did not, actually. He left New Japan high and dry, pretty much, for the Inoki Genome Federation, where he had a match with then-TNA heavyweight champion Kurt Angle, and then after that, he went into UFC. So you could you could have AJ Styles with maybe not coming right out and saying it who AJ Styles who's just done the two sweet symbol with Finn Balor a couple yes. of weeks ago. You could have AJ Styles want to get a little bit of revenge on behalf of New Japan and who is on that raw roster that could help him out in that main event oh i see where you're going you could have gallows you could have anderson and you could have balor
0: could have ourselves a smidge of a bullet club reunion and then
1: well like like what would that generation
0: one and generation two bullet
1: club something no one's ever seen at the same time and and what has been rumored for the royal rumble that this would lead us to lesnar versus balor so that would be good a little bit of a fantasy wishful thinking yes one can wwe would never
0: think that far ahead
1: but if it happened i think the crowd would go a little especially in the barclay center i think people would lose their minds
0: i think you're probably cru- wait Barclays center
1: oh wait i take where is it houston the i'm thinking of the 25th anniversary survivor of series yeah uh yeah i believe it's in houston houston They'll still lose their mind. They're smart down there. I was thinking of 25th anniversary of Raw, which is coming up. Which
0: was announced. You predicted it last week, that that's probably what they were going to do. Although, instead of making it like in the beginning of January, to make it kind of like a holdover Mm pay-per-view, they have decided instead for it to be the lead-in to the Royal Rumble. Six days
1: before Royal Rumble. And they're actually going to simulcast it from the Barclays Center and from the... um, Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. I almost said Hammerstein Ballroom, but it's the Manhattan Center. Um... And so that's going to be a little strange. They're, they've already announced Undertaker, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash coming back for it. More uh, excuse me, excuse me. Rumored the Undertaker. They haven't announced Undertaker. I thought they did. No, uh, they've,
0: they're showing his picture. They've announced that he's rumored to be coming. Oh,
1: okay. They've announced that there is a rumor. Yes. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how
0: WWE operates, don't okay. you know?
1: I'm sure they'll load up both sides of that. I hope it's not four hours but they might do it um
0: i don't think they'll the usa will allow them to do it not right before what is probably gonna be a four-hour pay-per-view in the rumble
1: well usa has no say over that when they start for the, for the for the pay-per-view i mean
0: no no no. i'm talking about i'm saying they won't do a four-hour raw immediately followed by a four-hour
1: rumble a four-hour pay-per-view well I, I i'm saying usa might because the raw thing is usa the the rumble is not in usa's hands I'm just saying WWE wouldn't call that. They wouldn't? They've got three hours of Raw plus Overrun. That's true. They've got two hours of SmackDown, hour of 205 Live, hour of NXT. Let me rephrase. They would be stupid. Three-hour pay-per-view. They would be stupid to do that. But anyway, that that was my little fantasy booking road that I think would be crazy. Now, this could all just be nothing. This could just be they want a good SmackDown rating, so they announced AJ versus Jinder and... Maybe they're having trouble selling the house. Maybe they're having trouble. So maybe that could, that could, which, could be could simple Which would blow that.
0: my mind because UK the UK
1: is huge. Yeah, but like, you know, the Glasgow with, show didn't do that well. Even with Triple H announced to come back and he did wrestle as part of the Shield, which, you know, just let's throw psychology out the window of earlier this year, him and, and Seth Rollins. But uh, <laughs> adds, all
0: these points are true. Um, I, I have a feeling it might be more to do with the house, although who wwe is getting in the habit of like these really short-term booking decisions now it's starting to become problematic
1: there is one final point if you have aj beat jinder mahal aj fights lesnar at survivor series they go on a tour of india okay that you could have jinder win the title on a house show in india oh
0: true and have a that huge would be reaction that would be big then
1: you would have had f- in november and december two wwe title changes on different continents so if you want to build up different markets which with a-, a
0: possible third on on uh, clash of champions
1: yeah so if you want to build up y- your second market the uk you want to build up your third biggest market uh asia pacific is what they call it but it's basically india and japan then that's that would be a way to do it interesting. And with that,
0: we will need to wrap this episode up. Uh interesting thought. We will find out in the coming weeks how that plays out because obviously they'll be in England. Uh they'll be for those double Manchester shows next week because it's cheaper to shoot in Manchester than it is in London. Um so uh that'll do it for us. I have
1: no geographical sense of the UK. <laughs> i You're like Manchester. I like I heard these names but I have no idea I couldn't point to them on a map.
0: London is in the south of England. Manchester is much further north. Okay. Uh, Manchester, if I remember near, correctly. Near Wales? I know Wales is south. <laughs> Wales is
1: absolutely south. You're I thankful. just w- walked right off that plank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right off the cliffs of Dover, my friend. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, check out the Rampage Facebook page to uh, check out that event. That would certainly, I know. I, I don't know how many tickets are even left for that. I know they were selling pretty well.
1: Yeah, um, just show up. Just show up
0: i mean you could do that i suppose um and uh i guess we'll uh we'll be back next week here's hoping nobody else gets released between now and then because i have a feeling the next person might be leo rush
1: i hope not uh um, i hope
0: not too i hope i hope he has hope learned it's not from Gallows, his mistakes i hope it's
1: not anderson um uh,
0: there's a part of me that kind of hopes they go back to japan well we we need to have this discussion next week because we're out of time but we'll i think next week maybe we'll we'll put it kind of uh uh Earmark on that conversation because I have some thoughts about New Japan and its need to exist in this WWE world we live in.
1: All right, two seconds. Who's champion? Who's WWE champion next week when we do this episode? Ginger to make him stronger to going into
0: his into his championship uh, into his one on one match. With that was more
1: than two seconds. Ginger. We'll see. I say Styles. You say Ginger. We'll see next week.
0: Bye. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Barricade Show. Follow us on Twitter at Barricade Show. You can listen to the show each and every week at SoundCloud.com slash Barricade Show or search for Over the Barricade Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at LeeBrando underscore and send him a friend request on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando. And don't forget you can send us an email over the barricade podcast at gmail.com send in your suggestions we'll see you next week